Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Monday, August 19th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Financial institutions are being warned to speed up preparations when it comes to phasing out a key European interest rate benchmark. The White House has dismissed concerns over a looming recession, and the protests in Hong Kong continue. Plus, the FT's Maramita Mergia explains how facial recognition quietly made its way into some of London's most public places. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. A body advising the European Central Bank wants financial institutions to pick up the pace when it comes to phasing out a key interest rate benchmark. The Ionia is used to price more than 24 trillion euros of derivatives, loans, and bonds and it's set to be replaced by a new euro short-term rate in October. The FT spoke with the head of the steering group at the ECB overseeing the transition. He said that millions of contracts need to be changed before the switch. He added that financial markets could be faced with confusion and legal disputes if more isn't done to shift away from the existing benchmark. Investors and regulators lost confidence in the way the existing benchmark was calculated after a series of market manipulation scandals. Uh, Well, first of all, I don't see a recession at all. Second of all... That's Larry Kudlow, the top White House economic advisor. Mr. Kudlow took to Fox News Sunday and NBC's Meet the Press yesterday to dismiss concerns that the economy was heading for a downturn. But he did say the Trump administration was considering more fiscal stimulus, including a new round of tax cuts funded by tariffs on Chinese goods. Last week, the U.S. yield curve inverted for the first time since the summer of 2007. The curve is widely seen as a reliable predictor of recessions, and its inversion rattled global stock markets. And yet, Mr. Kudlow encouraged people to stay optimistic. I notice uh, at the end of the week, a lot of the Wall Street firms have been marking up their economic growth forecast. I think we're in pretty good shape. And I want to just say, you know, we should not be afraid of optimism. It should be noted that Mr. Kudlow also dismissed the impending global financial crisis in 2007 when he was a journalist. Meanwhile, on the U.S.-China trade front, President Trump told reporters on Sunday evening that he does quote, not want to do business at all, end quote, with the Chinese telecoms company Huawei. So at this moment, it looks much more like we're not going to do business. I don't want to do business at all because it is a national security threat. This was in response to earlier reports that the U.S. Commerce Department was preparing to extend a temporary license. The license would have allowed companies to work with Huawei for 90 days. Hundreds of thousands of anti-government protesters staged a peaceful demonstration through central Hong Kong yesterday. It came just a day after teachers marched through central Hong Kong and demonstrators gathered across the harbor in Kowloon. The latest effort ended without any major clashes between police and protesters. It was a victory for organizers who wanted to show that protests can remain peaceful. There have been 10 weeks of demonstrations so far. Some have canceled hundreds of flights at a time at Hong Kong's international airport, and there have been others that have brought fierce clashes between police and protesters. Beijing has recently stepped up its rhetoric against the protests, accusing the demonstrators of showing signs of terrorism. Chinese state-run media has displayed images of paramilitary forces and armored vehicles gathering near the Hong Kong border. 
And here's a closer look at a story you should know more about. With roughly 420,000 CCTV cameras operating in and around the city, London is the second most monitored city in the world after Beijing. And while the cameras themselves have been around for a long time, the technology is reaching a turning point. Facial recognition is now being introduced in parts of the city. Last week, the UK's data protection regulator launched an investigation into the use of facial recognition technology in the King's Cross area of London. This happened after the FT reported that property developer Argent installed the software in the district. I talked to the FT's European technology correspondent, Madamita Mergia, about the use of facial recognition software and how people are reacting. Facial recognition as well isn't new, and it's always been this technology that has held promise. But the problem is it was never very good, and people have been working on it for, you know, 20 years. But now research has advanced to the point that the algorithms are better, and we just have much more powerful computers. So all of those mean that now we have software that you can actually train, and it's relatively good and quite accurate at recognizing certain types of faces. So it started to be rolled out and used by people who think it might be a cheaper and more scalable way of doing security. So now we're at the point where there are companies that make special cameras that have facial recognition software on them. But also in many cases, a much cheaper option is for startups to just create the software that can then be uploaded onto existing cameras. And as you can imagine, that's really much more attractive for security personnel because they already have the cameras in many cases. And so all they really need to do is upload the software onto it. And these cameras are then smart cameras. So it's it's now just being picked up really widely in the private sector and here in the UK also being trialed by the police. Can you talk about the places facial recognition is popping up and why those places in particular? King's Cross, it's sort of become or it's supposed to be a hotspot for shopping and food uh, and events. So the whole area has sort of been rebuilt to draw people in. But the kind of interesting thing about it is even though it's obviously a public space, it's a neighborhood, it's a part of London, the city, it's privately owned, partly at least by a property developer called Argent. So it looks like private companies are doing it more and more because there is a complete legal vacuum at the moment. So they don't have to get anybody's permission. There are no real laws that prevent them from ruling something like this out without explicit consent of the people that they're testing it on. And currently, the European data protection laws are supposed to protect people's sensitive personal data. And that includes your face, because that's part of what's called your biometric information. But one of the exceptions includes that if you can prove that you're doing this for the security and safety of the person, then they don't need to give you explicit consent. So it seems to me that Many of the private companies that are rolling this out are basically taking advantage of that exception, which says that they are doing this for our own security. And so they don't necessarily need to let us know that they're doing it. The The big question here is even if it's technically legal, the question remains whether it's actually appropriate. Madhu, do people realize the extent to which this is happening? And if they do, do you, do you know how they feel about it? So... In terms of do they realize, I think honestly not, because as we've shown with our story with King's Cross, 
a public body is aren't disclosing when they're doing it. So how would people know? So I don't think people realize the extent to which facial recognition is starting to be adopted and used. And partly the reason for that is because the laws don't exist. And so I think there's a kind of a huge hole there. That's something that people are increasingly concerned about the fact that this type of surveilling behavior is only being exposed when people write about it rather than through any due process. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be following BHP. The world's largest mining group is set to report earnings. And France's President Emmanuel Macron and Russian President Vladimir Putin are set to meet today ahead of the G7 summit in France. Despite sour relations between Moscow and much of the West, Paris is a key partner. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.